to the Last Gen Podcast brought to you by Miracle Word Ministries. These episodes are specifically created with students in mind. More than ever before, we must know why we believe what we believe, build strong faith, and stay on fire for God. We know that Jesus is coming soon, and we're going to live like this is the last generation. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of the Last Gen Podcast. Obviously, you know my name. My name's Alex. On behalf of Miracle Word Ministries, and I'm so pumped to be on with you today, that's kind of like become like a constant. I think if you check back every single episode, I think every time I say, what is up, everybody? My name's Alex Iaquinto on behalf of Miracle Word Ministries, and I'm so pumped to be on with you today. I created an unintentional tag. But what is up? How's it going? I'm excited for today's episode. We'll get right into it. It's going to be a very succinct episode. You saw the title. Um, little little uh, location set for me. Again, in the back of my car, uh, recording this podcast in the morning, uh, right before work. And so, you know, not only I, I'm very excited about this 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 uh, this topic. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to go on rambling, so don't expect this to be like... I, you know, I actually have notes today. Is anyone proud of me? I actually, like, wrote down notes. Now, mind you, those notes are, like, under 250 characters. I could have tweeted my notes, but y- you get the point. I have notes. I usually don't have notes. Someone be proud of me. I don't hear nobody. Nobody ran around the church. What's going on here? All right. Um, are there any announcements? No? I will say I just got in my uh, <laughs> my uh, last gen merch, which you're probably thinking that's pretty late for the guy who actually like created it. You're the last one to get it. Yeah, um, due to some people, we're not even gonna get into it. Well, not naming any names, but uh, yeah, you know it's fine. I'm not holding a grudge. I'm not gonna go to hell over this. I'm not going to harbor unforgiveness in my heart and go to hell over a t-shirt. So, you know, I forgive Zach. Oh, sorry, I mentioned his name. JK. Anyways. Uh, (laughs) Due to ministerial incompetence. (laughs) But I've got it now. And I'm happy. And it looks great. And it feels great. And it's, like, high quality. I'm very excited to have it. It's weird to see something... You know, like to actually see it in person that's actually on a shirt. Wow, it's crazy. But, uh, yeah, so those of you who have it, post on your story and tag me, and I will and I will put mine on immediately, and we can all be wearing our last-gen shirts together like it's a cult. Does that sound fun to anyone? All right, let's get into the topic today. Are you ready for it? Ready? This is the topic. Did I hear the voice of God? A checklist. We've got four points here. Who knows if I'm going to add another one. But these are the four that I wrote down. Did I just hear the voice of God? A checklist. I think I'm going to put a little colon in between. Did I hear the voice of God? Question mark. Colon. A checklist. That's what's going to happen. I love punctuation. Anyways, you, you might think, like, why, why are you uh, going over this topic? Um, number one, I was talking with my friend... And, um, you know, I say this often on this podcast, but if I were to break down for youth, like what's the most important thing, 
um, to be able to do and like the most important thing to focus on, obviously it's, it's living for the Lord and everything and doing what the Bible says. But if there's one skill you should be working on or one, one thing that's going to determine how your life ends up, especially as a young person, I really do believe that that skill that you should be, uh, getting good at and that skill that is going to determine where your life goes. And it is a skill is hearing the voice of God, hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. You're in a time in your life right now, whether you know it or not, maybe you're 16, maybe you're 26, maybe you're 30, but you're in a time in your life right now that mistakes are not an option. That could be said of any time of life. Mistakes are not an option. How many know we all make mistakes? No, I don't make mistakes. You don't need to make mistakes. You don't need to try out things to know if you like it or not. You don't have to like change your major four times. You can actually know what God has for you and run towards it and that be the only thing that you do. You don't have to like mess up and like figure out, oh, I guess this is. No, you can hear the voice of God like I did at an early age at at 12 years old that I'm going to be an evangelist, a minister, a preacher. And I and I heard it from from that day. I you know, I didn't have to question it. I didn't have to apply to seven different colleges. I knew. So that's why it's so important. But when we talk about this topic, people now, now people understand, okay, it's important to hear the voice of God, right? I understand that I've got to consult God on every single thing I do, where I go to school, who I'm friends with, who I'm to date, who I'm to marry. But you can you can know it's important all day long. But if you don't know how to discern the voice of God, then it's no good to you. And I get this question a lot, and I'm, <laughs> I sh- I'm sure other ministers get it way more than me, um, because obviously, I'm a I'm a newbie at this. But even even in what the multiplied months <laughs> that I've that I've been doing quote unquote doing ministry, which you know is not like at a grand scale, but of of the little things that I've been doing, <laughs> I, it's crazy to me how many people ask this question. I, I think I heard something for God, but I don't know, was it me or was it God or was it, was it just me thinking that I want to do it? Or I, I don't know if this is God speaking or not. Did I just hear the voice of God or did I not just hear the voice of God? And that's, a, by the way, if you're at that point, at, at that point, like if you're questioning that, number one, know that that, you know, don't feel bad. Know that that's a good thing. Why is it a good thing? Because you care to hear the voice of God. If you are at a point where you really want to hear the voice of God and you're questioning, did I just hear God's voice or not? Be encouraged because you're far, far ahead of most people who are just like, well, you know, if it works out, it works out. So be encouraged. Don't, don't be discouraged. You know, I I think a lot of times people can get in fear about hearing the voice of God. Well, I don't know. He's just not speaking. And I don't know if I'm going to, you know, I just, I just can't hear him. Should I stay? Should I go away? Yes or no? I just, I just can't hear him. I'm just so bad at it. And then you get into a, a, a state of fear. And at that point, you'll never hear the voice of God. You don't hear God's voice out of fear. You hear him out of faith. So if you're ever at a point where you're like, you're like trembling and you're freaking out, like, I just don't know what to do. I just can't hear his voice. And I've just, I just prayed so many times and I've got no prophetic words and, uh, chill out, chill the frick out. (laughs) I'm telling you, like I've been there 
And I realized, and, and the Lord spoke to me, you know, and it's funny because in being that I was scared of, of not hearing the voice of God, the Lord spoke to me, not about the thing that I wanted to hear, but he just said, Hey, chill out. I'm going to speak to you. You can hear my voice, but you can't hear it if you're in fear. So be encouraged. But so like, how, how do we discern the voice of God? This is going to be a checklist. If you feel like God has spoken something to you, run it by this checklist to know whether it is God or whether it isn't God. And I pray by the end of this, you'll know without a shadow of a doubt, beyond a shadow of a doubt that whether, you know, whether it was God or whether it wasn't God, this will, this will immensely help you. Number one, did I just hear the voice of God or was it just me? Number one. Is the thing that you heard scriptural? Is the thing that you heard scriptural? That's very important. It's a baseline thing. So don't tune out now because, oh, he's just going to be talking about, does it line up with the Bible the whole time? No, but you have to understand that this is the baseline. This is the number one thing that you have to run it by if it is from God. Why? Because God never contradicts his word. He's not schizophrenic. Pentecostals and charismatics can get weird about this. You know, because they pride themselves. And I'm Pentecostal. And char- I, you know, don't, don't think I'm like some reformed guy. I'm, I'm Pentecostal. But there are some who get carried away. You know, we're all about the spirit. We're about the spirit. You know, spirit speak. You know, well, I believe in, in signs and wonders. Yeah, but, but he's not going to do something that contradicts his word or is weird, that it doesn't even line up with his word. That's how you get weird. There's a saying that uh, I believe it was my uncle's grandfather who said this. If not, I'm sorry for... for uh, misappropriating this quote, but this is a good quote. It stuck with me. All spirit, all spirit and no word, you'll blow up. All word and no spirit, you'll dry up. But spirit and word, you'll grow up. So all word and no spirit, you dry up. All spirit, no word, you blow up. All, both spirit and word, you grow up. You get the point. You can't just, you know, you can't neglect the word of God and then just try to pray. If my words, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. Jesus said, when the helper, when the Holy Spirit comes, the spirit of truth, he'll remind you of things that I've already said to you. So many times God will speak through his word. So don't do, don't just separate his word from his speaking because, you know, I just had someone ask me on Instagram, he said, <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to call, call out names and stuff, but it made me laugh like the phrasing of the question. Cause I was like, what? I was like, what the heck? Um, obviously, uh, by the way, if you ask me questions, don't, don't think that like, I'm just going to like start calling you out on the podcast. So, cause I'm not going to. I'm not going to do that. But it, 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 the question went something like, how often 
should I, I read the Bible to hear the voice of God? And by the way, if this is you, I don't, I'm not hating on you and stuff. I'm, I'm actually just giving you a more full answer than what I texted you. But how long should I read the Bible until I hear the voice of God? And I responded, if you read it out loud, it should be immediately. Why? <laughs> you know, I forgot who, what minister said it, but like people are always wanting to like hear, hear the audible voice of God. If you want to hear the, vo- the audible voice of God, read your Bible out loud. That is God speaking. So don't put such a high importance on hearing audible voices and no importance on the word. The spirit and the word agree. So if, if you think God has spoken something to you or you're like wondering, was it, was it me? Was it, the, was it God? Just know it has to, has to, has to line up with the Bible. If you hear something weird, about like, you know, I'll give you an example. There was there was a <laughs> there was a, a a big controversy in in a well known church, um, in well known Bible school where the students were doing some crazy stuff. The students fe- got all amped up, okay, which you know isn't bad, but they they took it too far. They went to. <laughs> They heard the message of impartation, which I believe impartation is real. I seek out impartation, but they took it to a weird spot. They, one of the Bible school students of this church went to, started going to graves, like literally the graveyards of, of, uh, of great men and women of God who are dead and finding their graves. And what he would do is start laying on them and he's trying to soak up the presence soak up the anointing on the bones. And then that grew and grew and Bible college students started doing it left and right. Now that is crazy. That is weird. That's not in the Bible. I just heard God speak to me that if I just lay on the grave and soak up the anointing from the bones, yeah, you didn't hear the voice of God. I'm just going to tell you right now. Yeah, but I heard, no, you didn't. You're weak-minded. If you ever hear something weird, and I'm not saying weird like it makes you uncomfortable to do. Like if God speak, it tells you to go witness to someone, that's not like weird. If he tells you to go do something like like witness to a stranger, that's not weird. That's that's biblical. But if he tells you to go like, you know, the Lord told me if I if I uh if I bark like a dog seven times and if I say uh if I say uh Jesus, six times plus one, God's going to open a portal over the, the realm of, uh, of the spirit and he's going to pour out revival. It's like, okay, you know, does it line up with the word? God really just spoke to me to divorce my wife for no reason. No, he didn't. You know how I know? He's not schizophrenic. He doesn't say one thing in the Bible and then you, you're just special. So he, he leaves like the, the special stuff to you. No, no, no. What he says to one, he'll say to all. So number one, does it line up with the Bible? That doesn't mean that, like, I'll give you an example. That doesn't mean, like, I heard, I'm just giving you an example from my life. I heard God speak to me to move to Florida. I'm not scouring my Bible looking for a place where it says Alex needs to move to Florida when he's 18. That's not what I'm saying. It doesn't have to be explicit, but I'm saying if it contradicts the word of God, if I, if I quote unquote heard in my spirit that I'm supposed to, uh, you know, move into a crack house 
and start like hanging out with the crackheads you know really just just ministering but like smoking crack on the side just to like witness to them and how are we supposed to witness to the crackheads if we're not also smoking crack amen that's unscriptural god's not schizophrenic so number one is it scriptural what you heard is it scriptural does it line up with the bible if it contradicts, if the Bible contradicts what you heard, throw it out. It's either yourself and you're being stupid, or it's a demon. Quit listening to stupid stuff. Number two, did I hear the voice of God? A checklist. Number one, is it scriptural? Number two, does it line up with what he's given me as a lifetime assignment? Does it line up with what he's given me as a lifetime assignment? Here's a verse of scripture. Every good gift and every perfect gift, this is James 1.17, every good and perfect gift is from, is from above, coming down from the Father of lights. Listen to this. With whom there is no variation nor shadow due to change. The New Living says this, whatever is good and is perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father, who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. Just like the sun moves across the sky, the, the shadows change. That's a shifting shadow. Where if you, if you go outside 12 noon and you look for your shadow, it's, you're not going to find it. It's, it's directly underneath you. But if you go outside at 4 o'clock, it's going to be a long shadow to your left or whatever. That's a shifting shadow. Why? Because the sun is changing positions in the sky. But the Bible says he never casts a shifting shadow. There is no variation or shadow due to change. So God's not going to speak to you one day like, you know, as your life assignment, like I want you to be a, a lawyer. All right. And then like two months later, actually, you know, I want you to go into the ministry. It's like, hold up. God's not schizophrenic. Again, Numbers 23, 19. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should change his mind. He doesn't change his mind. God never changes his mind about anything. People change their mind. You know, I really, I really thought that law was good, but now I'm just, I just love prophetic dance ministry. No, people change their mind, but God never changes his mind. So number two, does it line up with what he's given me as a lifetime assignment? Now, this isn't to say that God can't give you a new thing, because God can definitely give you a new thing. Look at Brother Kenneth Hagin, started out pastoring, then went into field ministry, then came back uh, and, and he started teaching and traveling ministry, and then he started a church and a Bible school. So God will add things to you. There's many great evangelists who started churches because God added a church to them, or vice versa. Many pastors, A.A. A. Allen, a pastor who God told him, to go into evangelistic work. And in the secular in the secular world, like let's take it out of the ministry world. God can give you things and tell you to do a new thing 
That's there's nothing wrong with that. But understand that if God's giving you a lifetime assignment, he's not like constantly like changing his mind like, okay, I want you to start this business. Actually, no, I want you to go to med school. Actually, no. It's like the same thing with people who change their major. I thought God had me um, for for uh, medical studies, but then I realized that I'm just good with children. It's like, you know, God's God doesn't change his mind. He'll add things to you, but when he speaks... Like for me, when I was 12, I'm not looking for new things now. Like, God, did you change your mind? Like, can I do something new? No, he gave, he gave me a task. I'm going to do the task. Do the task until God says stop doing the task. So does it line up with what he's already called you to do as your lifetime assignment? There's many things you could do, but there's only one thing you should do. I could focus all my efforts on building houses for underprivileged children, but it's not my call. Is it a good cause? Sure. It's not my call. I could I could waste time uh, setting up soup kitchens in New York City. Is it a good cause? Yeah, sure. Is it my call? No. It's not even close. It's like if I came on next week and was like, guys, I know I told you that like I felt to go into the ministry, but really, I've been looking at the Doctors Without Borders website, and I think I'm going to go in that direction. It's not, it's not within my call. So God's not schizophrenic. Does it, is it scriptural? Does it line up with what he's already given you as a lifetime assignment? Number three, this is important, and get this, this is very important. Number three and four, and then, and then I'll close in prayer. Did I hear the voice of God or was it just me? Number three, how did I hear it? How did I hear it? I, I very much question people when they say God spoke to them and it's something weird. Listen, I'm all for God speaking. You know, that's like one of my, if you look back at anything that I do, Teaching-wise, that's a main theme in my teaching. Hearing the voice of God. Being led by the Spirit. But there's a way that God speaks. God also isn't weird. There's a way that he speaks. And just like he spoke in the Bible, he speaks the same way. He's not looking for more creative ways to speak. Like this. I'll give you an example. And this really ticks me off. I was walking down the road and then... I looked up and I saw skywriting and uh, the skywriting, I really couldn't tell what it said, but I just, I felt that it was a sign that God was uh, pointing me to be a pilot. It's like, um, did that just like come out of the blue? Like, did you ever feel to be a pilot before? No, but I just feel like that was a sign. Stop looking for signs. I found a penny heads up. This must be God's be. It's not. You know how I know? Atheists find pennies all the freaking time. <laughs> I really feel like this is a sign from... Stop looking for signs. Listen, this will help you immensely. This will help you immensely. When you're seeking counsel from the Lord, don't look for signs. Don't listen for an audible voice. Yes, God can speak audibly. Yes, he can give you confirmation through signs. 
But those aren't the main ways that God speaks. Just like Brother Kenneth Hagin said, the main way that God speaks is through the inner witness, your spirit, the spirit of God that bears witness with your spirit. The still small voice. It's not going to be God shouting. It's not going to be God, you know, sending like a rainbow that at the end of the rainbow, it was, uh, it was actually the, the, the community college in our town. So I just knew that that was a sign from the Lord. It's so weird. That's like when people tell me that they're like waiting for a sign, the thing is, like, if you're waiting for a sign, you'll just take anything as a sign. So stop waiting for a sign. And also, stop, don't wait for prophetic words all the time. Listen, I, I know people are going to think, like, oh, I thought this guy was, like, charismatic. I am. I thought he was Pentecostal. I thought he believed in the gifts of the Spirit and the supernatural. I do. But see, think about this. Isn't it just as supernatural for God the God of the universe who filled you with his Holy Spirit, who is God, to speak to your spirit. Inaudibly. That's supernatural. Why, why don't people seek after that? Why, why are people seeking after seeing angels? Why do people want to see gold dust and feathers? Isn't it just as supernatural for God to lead you and to give you a, a, a leading in your spirit? That's supernatural. So what, I mean, what, what gives, what do you want? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's almost like, you know, it's almost like God must be up in heaven and be like, is that not good enough for you? That like, I filled you with me. Like God is fill, <laughs> fills humans with themselves, is that not supernatural enough for you? And then in your spirit, you know things that are going to come in the future because God told you, is that not good enough for you? I didn't know that that wasn't flashy enough for you. You want to see angels and gold dust and feathers. You want to be given a prophetic word. Listen, I'm open. Of course, I seek after the prophetic. I get in, like last night, I was in Evangelist Jonathan's meeting. I'm seeking after, you know, because you go where the anointing is. You go where words are given. Be in, be in the atmosphere for that. But God can lead you in your seat when the preacher says, lift your hands and worship the Lord, just as much as he can when he gives a prophetic word. Has every instruction in my life been a prophetic word? No, probably about 5%. Of the instructions in my life from the Lord have been a prophetic word. Why? Because God, I mean, we'll, we'll get into this in the next point. But prophecy is not supposed to be something new that you've never heard. Prophecy is confirmation. A prophetic word should always be confirmation of something you've already felt in your spirit. Not something out of left field. Like... You know, if someone gives you a quote unquote prophetic word and you hadn't like even thought like that's just so out of left field, that's that not even like never, never heard the Lord speak to you about it, never heard him leading you that way. I'd question that person. Because you got to think 
if if the Holy Spirit told you, why didn't he tell me? That's something you got to think about. So how did you hear it? If people say you heard the voice of God, did you hear it through a rainbow? Did you hear it through finding $20 on the ground, so this must be a sign? Or did God speak to you? Here's a good... A lot of times, like I said, God will speak to you while you're in the anointing. You're like... When, when I ask, like when someone asks you, why, why are you uh, at the place where you're at? You should have a spiritual answer. Like, why do I live here? Why do I do what I do? Why, why did I make this decision? It should, be, it should go something like this. Well, I was in prayer and the Lord spoke to me. Or I was, I was praising and worshiping and I felt in my spirit. Or, you know, I felt in my spirit. Or I was in a meeting. And I got a word that was confirmation for what the Lord had already told me. Not, I keep seeing the number 2222. I'm not ca- calling out people who, who do that, but you, you probably know who I'm talking about. This is a sign from the Lord about the next great revival. It's not. What's special about, if you remember back in, in February, the 22nd of February, there were some people that were freaking out that it was 2 What's special about it? Absolutely nothing. So don't, don't get weird and don't look for signs. Obviously, the Lord can do those things, but you shouldn't be seeking after, like, I'm just waiting for a sign. You know, no, seek after, just pray. I, I just, it's easier, <laughs> it's easier to pray than start looking for a sign. That's just practically. So number one, is it scriptural? Number two, does it line up with what he's given me as a lifetime assignment? Number three, how did I hear it? And number four, does it leave me with peace or fear and unsteadiness? Number four, does it leave me with peace or fear and unsteadiness? When God speaks, it's always going to leave you with peace. When God speaks, it always leaves you with peace. I'm looking up a scripture right now. Here it is, Isaiah 55, 12. For you shall go out in joy and be led forth in peace. You go out in joy and be led forth in peace. If when any time God speaks, it's not gonna make you fearful. If it is, it's not the voice of God. God doesn't speak and make you afraid of what's to come. Even if it is a warning, it'll leave you with peace. Seriously. Even if it is a warning, it leaves you with peace. You will go out in joy and be led forth by peace. Here's something about prophetic words that you have to understand. 1 Corinthians 14.3. Paul's going over what prophecy is and what it isn't. This is what the ESV Bible says. On the other hand, 
the one who prophesies, speaks to people for their upbuilding, encouragement, and consolation. Prophecy is for upbuilding, encouraging, and consolation in the new living. But the one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. Strengthens, encourages, comforts. Another translation. Strengthens, encourages, comforts. Another translation. Edification, that means builds up, encouragement, and comfort. The King James. Edification, exhortation, and comfort. So if you get a a prophetic word where some guy calls you out and says like, I just see in the future you're going to die in the next seven years. That's not God. That's not God. Edification, exhortation, comfort. Upbuilding, encouragement, and consolation. It should leave you with a peace. So if, you, if you're praying about something, like even if, here I'll give you an example that people kind of struggle with. You're, you you want to be in, in the line of what the Lord wants to do. You want to commit your ways to the Lord. You have two ways that you could go. You know you only should go one way. Your flesh wants to go one way, but you still want to pray about it. Your flesh doesn't want to go the other way, but you're still praying about it. And you get into prayer. If the Lord even tells you the way to go and it's not the way your flesh wants to go, even in the natural that should make you unsettled, but when God speaks, it leaves you peaceful. It gives you a peace. He leaves you with a peace that passes all understanding. It's not what I wanted to do, but for some reason I feel peace about it. So how did it leave you? Did it leave you unsteady, worrying? When the Lord speaks, you shouldn't have to worry. You know. You know that you know, and that's it. And there's just like such a calmness in your spirit that I just know. You know, I'm not worried if, was this it? No, I know. Does it leave me with peace or fear and unsteadiness? Even when Agabus the prophet was, I mean, think about this. If Paul said, if Paul said that prophecy is for edification, exhortation, and comfort, and even in his own lifetime, he was given a prophetic word by Agabus the prophet in the book of Acts. Agabus took his belt off of him, bound Paul up in the service, like as a, as a demonstration, bound Paul up and said, just as the one who owns this belt is being bound up, so, so will uh, the authorities b- bind you up and throw you in jail. That's not like, that's not like a comf- comforting in the natural. But Paul later said, exhortation, edification, comfort. And he even said later, I know by the Holy Spirit that I'm to go. So he had a peace about it, even though it didn't look peaceful in the natural. It may not look peaceful in the natural to leave your home at at 17 or 18. It may not look peaceful in the natural to go to a school that your your family doesn't, you know, approve of. Or, Or take a career path that your family is, you know, mocks. It may not look comfortable in the natural, but there's a peace about it. 
I just know that I know, and I'm not worried. Did that help anyone? I hope it did. I think it did. Look at that, 35 minutes. Nailed it. Let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for every single young person listening. I thank you for every single person listening. I thank you that you said, when the spirit of truth comes, he will lead and guide us into all truth. We thank you that your spirit leads us and guides us every single day. That because we are sons and daughters of God, we can be led by the spirit and hear your voice. It's our birthright. We thank you that you're leading every single one of us on right paths for your namesake. We thank you that you're ordering our steps before you. And we thank you that any uncertain part in our life will be quickly realized and we'll know for sure what you've called us to do. Help us to discern your voice. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. I really do hope that helps someone. Listen, if nothing else, and I'm telling you, I'm saying this like truthfully. If nothing else, if, yeah, I hate when people say this, like, <laughs> I had it, like, I had like a, an, an artist say this to me, like, <laughs> if no one hears my music, but just one person sees Jesus through me, I'll have succeeded. And I thought, no, if you, if you, if you didn't sell one record, um, that's pretty much a failure in all books, <laughs> but just one person sees Jesus through me. But I mean this because because teaching the word does something for me. It does something for the preacher and the teacher. But if if I was just helping a few people and I and I just sat in my car and preached to myself, it will it will have been worth it. Helps me. So I love you guys. I know God's going to do great things through you. I'm I'm for real about that. You can't be connected to a bunch of people and seriously connected to a bunch of people that are going somewhere for the Lord and you just be end up as a nobody. You're not going to end up as a nobody. You're going to do something great for the kingdom. In Jesus' name. I love you. Have a blessed day. Check out all our latest episodes and share this to your story, if you will. Take a screen recording. Do me a favor. Uh, take a screen recording. Take a screenshot. Post it to your story. Tag me and tag the last gen, um, the.last.gen on Instagram and alex.iaquinto on Instagram. I love you guys. If you have any questions, shoot them my way at the.last.gen, and we'll see you later. Later.